Welcome to the Beautiful Life Podcast. This message is by Debbie Desmond. So um, I'm following on actually from what um, Nigel spoke about um, last week. Um, and we're, we're looking at how to, to build healthy connections because we're, we, remember we, we said we don't want to be spectators anymore. We want to actually take responsibility and um, we're going to be doing the caring. We're going to be doing the praying for healing. We're going to be doing the prophesying, etc., etc. Because God's spirit is in each one of us. Amen. So at the moment, we're focusing on how to care for one another. And there's some ground groundwork that we sort of some have to do. So I want to, what I want to speak about um, today is greater blessings. I was spending time, some time with the Lord this week, and um, there was a moment when I was just quiet before the Lord and um, waiting on Him, and He said, I felt this question, this heavenly question, do you want the greater blessing? Do you want the greater blessings? And immediately, um, I've got a little older So when I hear God say something like that, I I think before I respond. (laughs) I I think, um, hmm, what does that really mean? (laughs) The Lord, what's that going to mean for me? (laughs) And I'll tell you why in a little while. Um, um, Nigel was speaking last week about how God wants to prosper us in every single way. That's God's design for us, to prosper us. Um, And... And that's obviously not just financially. The Bible tells us he wants, that God wants to prosper us. And there's this amazing verse, a couple of verses in Psalm 67. And I'm going to read to you. Because if you read your Bible, God doesn't just want to bless you and prosper you. He wants to do it. He wants to ridiculously bless you, actually. Like super, incredibly bless you. In fact, you've already been blessed. In, in the heavenly realms, it's like we can cash them in because of what Jesus Christ has done. Um, so Psalm 67 says, May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine upon us, that your ways may be known on earth, your salvation among all nations. And it carries on in verse 7 to say, God will bless us and all the ends of the earth will fear him. So this verse, when I read it for the first, well, not for the first time, whenever God revealed this to me, I looked at this, how God blessed his people and as a result his name became known god blessed his people and as a result people feared him i mean i thought about this like how much does god have to bless me for people around me to fear god (laughs) you know how much does god have to to bless me um so that god would be known i'm not talking about just financial blessing although that's included but like can this is, God, this is God's word that's saying this is how much he wants to bless us. He wants to bless us ridiculously so that people around say, oh, my goodness, I can see God. This is, is un, it's impossible for this person to be so blessed. God is blessing them, evidently blessing them, and they fear God as a result. Wow. That his name is glorified and lifted up, not because you're saying anything, because they see the blessing of God on your life. How much does God want to bless us? 
And, you know, I was thinking about this. Um, you know, how are we going to change the world if God does not bless us? If we're not a blessed people, why would people take notice of, of, of the God of a people who are miserable, weak, and struggling? Like, oh, wow, I'm impressed with your God. No, God wants to bless us so his name can be glorified, that he can be made known, that people will fear him. And, and the way he's going to do it is by blessing us. Think about how much he wants to bless you. Um, um, coming back to my, my question, so God says, do you want the greater blessing? I'm thinking, hmm. You see, I've learned a couple of things getting a bit older is that blessings come with responsibility. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would say the, the greater the blessing, the more the responsibility. Like one of the greatest blessings in my life are my children. They come with the greatest responsibility. If you have the blessing of a house, you have the blessing of looking after that house, painting the windows, making sure that it's clean, etc., etc. If you are blessed with a car, you have the responsibility of making sure that it's clean, making sure that it's been serviced, etc., etc. Every blessing comes with responsibility. So I've already meditated on that a lot in my life. <laughs> and I, I thought, ah, God. I said to myself, do I want the greater blessing? Because I was thinking, it comes with the greater responsibility. So do you want the greater blessing? Um, you know, um, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, um, you know, it talks about the, the um, God blessing the financial blessing, but he then goes on to speak about true bless, true um, riches. He spoke about normal riches and then even greater, true riches. So God wants to bless you financially for sure, but he also wants to bless you um, with true riches. Do you want the greater blessings? It comes with taking responsibility. So I sat there for a long time thinking about that. Because I thought like, you know, Lord, I could get by with the blessing I've got right now. <laughs> but then I thought, you know what? Life is short. Life is short. I've, I, I've got a certain amount of time on earth. And you know what? I want everything that I can get out of it. So I said, after weighing it all up, I said, you know what? I'm going for this, God. Yes, I want the greater blessings. But I'm putting that to you because, because I believe that God's asking all of us that. Do you want the greater blessings? Um, because we need the capacity to hold that blessing. We need to be the people that have the capacity to hold that blessing, to contain it. Otherwise, it just comes into our lives and it pours straight out. That's what happens. And sometimes in God's mercy, he withholds blessing he longs to give us because actually it would actually destroy you. Because, like I said, every blessing comes with a responsibility. So if we, like for example, I, I like to look at it as parenting. Um, I don't give my four-year-old the car, keys to the car. That car's amazing blessing. But my four-year-old hasn't, hasn't got the maturity and the responsibility yet to be able to 
take on that blessing. So maybe when they're older and they've got, the, I might give, you know, maybe I've got this really nice, really cool car. And maybe when my son or my daughter is 18 and they have shown some responsibility, um, I might say, hey, you can take my car for a drive. <laughs> because they've shown. And what, that's what we've been talking about. Um, the mature, maturing in our Christian walk. And what maturing means is taking responsibility. That's what it means. We, so our children, when we parent in them, because God says he wants us to grow up. He doesn't want us to be babes all the time. And I, I, I really believe the reason he wants us to grow up is because he really loves you so much he wants to bless you. And, um, and so with my children, I'm, I'm, my goal as a parent is to help them to come to that they would take more and more responsibility on themselves so that they, I can entrust them with more. The more responsibility they take on their lives, the more I can entrust them with. And it's the same for each one of us. The more we take on responsibility, the more God can entrust us with. And what does that mean? It means taking ownership. Like Nigel said last week, the first thing that God's given you is yourself. And you need to take ownership of yourself. Um, so we're not going to be just spectators, you know, and allowing other people to take responsibility for our lives. Um, we need to, you know, when we take ownership, we need to, what it means is we're ruling over ourselves. The Bible says, if you look up in, um, in the New Testament, when it speaks about the fruit of the Spirit, the one that I always go like, oh. I've always been so reluctant to go to self-control. It always has negative connotations for me. I don't know about you guys, but you know, self-control. And um, I once thought, okay, I need to really go here. And, and, and I did the study, and self-control has a sense of dominion over w- what it is. Dominion that you become master. And it's master of yourself. Master that you rule yourself. You you take responsibility so you rule yourself. And you know what happens? And we spoke about this a little bit last, last week. When, that, when you rule yourself, you're not allowing other things to rule you. Circumstances don't rule you. Other people don't rule you. When you take control over yourself and dominion over yourself, it means that you're coming into freedom. Come on, Remember I was telling you about your children growing up? The more they take responsibility in the home, the more freedom they get. So now they can go out with my car. So they've got the freedom to go anywhere with my car because they've, taken, they've shown themselves to be responsible. They show themselves that they can rule over themselves, right? Um, remember a couple of weeks ago, we, we, we spoke about God putting boundaries in our lives. Uh, uh, he puts boundaries. His law, his instructions are actually boundaries that he uses to protect himself, uh, protect what is valuable. So God's instruction in the word of God, God's law, as it were, is not arbitrary. Actually, what it is, is it, it, it is God's putting boundaries around what is valuable, protecting what is valuable. I love this scripture. Proverbs 25, 28 says, A man without self-control is like a city broken into and without walls. So we are, we are made in the image of God, and we need to, 
to rule and reign, like the Bible says. And in doing that, we put boundaries around what is valuable. So here it says, a man without self-control is like a city broken into and without walls. That means that if you don't rule yourself, take responsibility, take ownership of yourself, put boundaries around your life, put boundaries around what is important and valuable in your life, what's going to happen is if you don't do that, you're going to be plundered. Yeah. And, and this is like, now think of the city, okay? This is the analogy. Think of that city. That's you. And God wants to bless you. And maybe God really bless He just pours in your blessing onto your life. But you've got no boundaries. You haven't taken ownership. You haven't taken responsibility. Then you're like this man whose walls are broken down. And that just gets drained away and plundered from your life. You know, it's, and so if you've got blessing, and, you know, sometimes blessing that you actually can't control can actually destroy you faster. Absolutely. So God's graciously sometimes will, will not bless you so that it won't destroy you. But, but God desires to, for you to be ridiculously blessed. So we need to look at ourselves and say, okay, if I want to be ridiculously blessed, then I am going to ta- start taking ownership. I'm going to start taking. Um, I'm going to start taking control and start ruling my life. Self-control. I'm just going to quickly add this. It's more about your yes than about your no. It's not what I can't do. It's about your yes. So you put boundaries around your life because you're protecting your yes. What's valuable. And if you focus on your yes, then you don't focus on the no. Like I can't have that. No. The reason I'm. Remember, we, I spoke about the peanut allergy. If you've got a peanut allergy and you know you're going to die if you eat peanuts, what do you do? You make a law. You make a boundary in your life. And you say, I will never eat peanuts. Thou shalt not eat peanuts. So now, yeah, you might think, well, peanuts are quite nice, but you know what? My life is better. I'm saying yes to life. And because you're saying yes to life, you know, peanuts don't feature. <laughs> okay. Self-control is actually the power to master yourself and to be king and ruler of your life. So instead of your circumstances or the people around you or your changing emotions or your appetites controlling your life, you are the master of your life. And the Bible says that in Galatians that he has given you by his spirit, he has given you self-control. He's given you the power to rule yourself. He's given you the power and everything you need to put up boundaries to rule your, yourself. So you're not a victim of your circumstances. You're not, you're not a victim of your past. You're not a victim of people around you. What their emotions are doing, my emotions, my past, whatever it is, I... I'm not giving control to those things any longer. That's taking responsibility. That's taking ownership. I'm not going to be controlled by these things around me. God has given me power to rule myself. Um, the, I was thinking the, these last two weeks about um, peace. Peace in the Bible in the Greek is the word um, irene. Um, and, you know, I was, I was, I've studied it so many times but this time, I actually 
focused on this one aspect. It said peace by implication prosperity, which is, is interesting. Peace by, but then I, I was reading through my Strong's Concordance, and this is what really stood out. It says, because um, peace and harmony make and keep things safe and prosperous. And I suddenly realized, like, without peace, you can't prosper. Think about it. No country prospers in war. And if you haven't got peace inside your heart, you actually find people who who are in a state of anxiety, their body doesn't prosper. Their soul doesn't prosper. You can't prosper without peace in your life. Now, this, so this brings me to the place where I'm going to have a new value for peace, right? So I'm, I'm giving you an example here. I'm going to have a new value for peace because I know that in peace I will prosper if I'm in peace. Um, so I'm going to take, if I'm taking responsibility and ownership of my inner world, then if I'm going to protect peace, then I'm going to make sure that I'm watching my emotions my, ment- my mental space, etc. Because, you know, to prosper in peace, you first, you, you actually have to, to come out of trust of yourself and other trusts, and you need to put your, spa- your trust in the Lord. You actually have to make space inside yourself. That means you're not letting some things in. Those things that steal your peace, you're saying no to. And, you know, one of the things which I wanted to focus on, and I'm going to be ending off with this, is specifically taking responsibility for your thoughts and for your emotions. Because you often just allow your emotions to come in, and then you just run with that for however long until another emotions come in, and then you run with that. And what happens? Do you rule yourself? No, your emotions rule you. Or a thought comes in, just a thought, and then you just go with that. And you're, can you, have you ever had a week that's been controlled by your emotions, by a thought? But you're not meant to be controlled by those things. Um, you know, I, I, I'll give you a, a great example of, um, of, you know, I was going through just looking at God, my boundaries again in my life. And, you know, I was really, God just really was focusing on, you know, me taking, putting boundaries around my emotions. I'm saying like, you know, like, let's, let's look at these emotions of yours. Are you ruling over your emotions? Are you putting boundaries around your emotions so that they don't rule you? So, you know, God's amazing. He always gives you wonderful opportunities to put the word of God into into practice. So Nigel did something and oh my goodness, I was so upset. Like it was completely out of character and I thought, well, you know, that's completely out of character, but but that probably upset me even more. And I was so upset, really I was cross. With Nigel. Because like he hurt me, you know, by just doing this. I can't even, I literally cannot even remember what it is anymore. But I can remember I was so upset. <laughs> and anyway, I'm going around and you know, you know what happens? Like I hadn't had the t- opportunity to speak to him. So I'm having my internal dialogue, which is just stirring up the storm. <laughs> my storm is stirring. And then eventually I get to talk to him and he speaks to me and he tells me his, how, what happened from his side and how it worked out. And, and while he's doing it, I think, okay, that makes sense. 
because I, and like what, uh, how I f saw what he was doing actually didn't make sense to, in his character and how I know him to be. So he shares this with me and like, okay, now I realize, okay, okay, that wasn't what, he, but I've still got all this emotion. And then, and I realized that I'd done this, I, I, I often do this. I, I actually was like sitting there and I thought, but I want you to apologize to me. I want you to make it better. I want you to come and just, um, we have a saying in our, I think it comes from Corset, to Gisela me. Like, you know, like, oh, shame. Oh, don't worry. I'm so sorry. Like, you know, and just make it better. Like, make my emotions better. Like, so, so now I'm still feeling like I've got all, I want him to do that. And I was like, I could feel myself pushing in for that. And I thought, but that's actually, he's got, he's got no reason to do that because he did nothing wrong. But my emotions are so, like this. And I had this opportunity and the Lord said to me, Debbie, this is what we've been chatting about this week. You need to take, you can't let Nigel take um, a responsibility for your emotions. It's not his responsibility to take responsibility for your emotions and make you feel great. This is your responsibility. Come. <laughs> so <I was> like, <sighs> and you know, there's like a hurdle now. <laughs> okay. Okay, I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, and I kept on. So I, I pushed it aside. You know, and, and it didn't take me that long to actually say no. I'm not giving, I'm not giving attention to that. That, uh, that, that. I'm putting that outside of my boundary. And then I was feeling fine within, you know, not, not immediately. I had to push it back a while, but I went. But it's the same, you know, I've some, I've, I went through a season earlier, and I'm giving you some examples so that you will start putting in your life. I went through a season last year. I was in just a, a, just a demonic onslaught of fear and everything. So every night I woke up with fearful thoughts and fearful emotions. And I knew, I, praise God, I knew they weren't, I, I knew they weren't reality. I could actually see that it wasn't reality, but I felt them, and the thoughts were coming. But I knew that, that this wasn't me. So you know, it, after and 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 that also made, didn't make me feel great. I wasn't enjoying life, you know. And I said, uh, after a while, I thought, like, you know what? I'm a joyful person. Yeah. This is who I am, and you know, this isn't me. So like, I I, I can remember this one day. I said, I just. When I was going on my walk, I said, I'm full of joy. I am so full of joy. I love laughing. I'm full of joy. I'm full of joy. And for two days, I was walking and just said, I am so happy. There's laughter in my home. I'm full of joy. God has filled me with joy in his presence. I can go in on about, you know what? Like three days later, I just felt this like, this, this, this little bit of joy. Trying to say, well, as soon as I saw it, I, I'm full of joy. Yes, and I just laughed because I just went with that little bit. I thought I'm prime in the pump. Well, within a week, I really felt my, my joy back, even in the midst of all those circumstances. It's because I just decided I'm taking ownership. I'm not going to allow these emotions in my life. This is what I'm allowing in my life. You know, if... We want something different in our life. If we're wanting an upgrade, if we're wanting greater blessings, then we need to upgrade the wineskin of our lives. 
You know the, that illustration in the Bible that speaks about if you pour new wine into an old wine skin, it's going to burst. And that's what I sometimes, you know, when God's saying, do you want the greater blessings in your life? Um, what's your wine skin like? Because if it's not great, that blessing's just going to burst it. You want to have a wineskin that can contain the new blessing that God wants to give us, the greater blessing. So have a look at your life and say, like, yeah, God, I want to take responsibility. You know, I don't want to have you, um, you know, the people that win the lottery. Um, people win the lottery and they go and, you know, they've done these studies on people who've won the lottery. And, and like they've seen that a lot of people after five years, they've lost everything. They had no means to sustain it. And yet, okay, there are some people, they are multimillionaires. They lose everything. And within a year or two, they're multimillionaires again. Why do you think that is? Because what's on the internal? What are you building on the inside of you? What is your container? What's on the, because that, you, it's you. God has given you you and you're supposed to take ownership of it. So that you can be the person who is internally prosperous. Not only financially, but in every way. Um, okay. And I want, I, I'm going to end with this thought. I just love, I, because I just love this thought. Because when, when I was once dealing with this, I thought about this. I, this is the thought I had. Who is richer than God? Who is more prosperous than God? So I was thinking about how amazing God is and how prosperous, how majestic, how glorious. I mean, I mean, it's unfathomable how amazing, prosperous, abundant, full, beautiful, glorious God is. And then I thought, okay, the only way he gets to sustain that is determined by who he actually is. Yeah. And I just thought, man. God is amazing. God is amazing. The person of who he is is just the most incredible being and person because he, who he is sustains all the prosperity and blessing in the earth. And then I thought, that's why we don't run after God for his blessing. We run after God for who he is because it's because if we become like God, then we have all his blessing. He's just so amazing. We look to him and we say, I want to be like you. Because if we like him, the ruler of the whole universe, he's taken responsibility for all things. And look how blessed he is. The Bible says you'll reap what you sow. And, you know, um, so we want to take ownership. We want to take responsibility. We want to say, Lord, make me like you. We want to emulate um, God who has put boundaries around things that are valuable so that we can be, that we can be the wineskin that can contain the greater blessing. And we also want to create that atmosphere where, you know, we, I think we mentioned this last week where the more responsibility you take, the more you are free, the more you come into freedom. And we want to have a culture of freedom in this place where, because where there's freedom, God can, you know, there's creativity, 
um, there's growth and there's new things that can happen. So let's embrace that. So let's pray. Just see yourself either as that wineskin or that city, whichever works for you. And whatever state your space is in, whatever state it is in, I want you just to bring it before the Lord. And now we're just going to give him the rubble. We're just going to ask God to forgive us where we've allowed other things to control us where we've given ownership over to other people, to circumstances, to our emotions, our whims, our appetites. We're just going to ask God to forgive us. And now we're just going to remind ourselves that God is blessing. And he desires to bless you more than you can even contain. And that he has given you power by his spirit over yourself. Look around that city and I want you to actually take up that power. Take up the rule that God has sovereignly given you. And look over that city, your life, and stand as king, ruler, queen, whatever you want to stand as ruler over that city, over your life. And just declare, let's just declare like this out loud, I am taking ownership. I am taking rule by the power of God Invested in me. Now you're going to open up your hands, and if you can, if you want to right now, maybe it'll take you a while to think about it, but you're going to ask the Lord to fill you with the greater blessing. <laughs> Lord, we ask for the greater blessing. Mm. The greater blessing. Fill us. Fill us. Build up our walls and fill us. Lord, we want to be so blessed that your name is glorified. We want to be so blessed with the greater blessings, the true riches, that people fear you when they look at our lives. We want to be world changers for you. We want to be blessed that we can be a blessing, just like Abraham, blessed to be a blessing. And now, amen. And now, I just want to encourage you this week to go away and just start, you know, walking around your castle, your life, where God's given you rule. Go around and walk around it and just... Ask the Lord, what does the new wineskin look like for that greater blessing? Where are the areas that you have um, 
where I've seen that I need to take responsibility. Like the emotional thing um, that I was spoken about. Like I wasn't even aware of that, that I even did it. Sometimes we need God to show us. So just start praying and asking God, where, where, am I, where have I given away power? Where have I given away my freedom? Where do you want me to take it back this week? Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this message from Debbie Desmond. For more information, please visit nigeldebbie.org.